we're recording this a couple of days after the Apple have unveiled all the new iPhones and Apple Watch and that sort of thing. Uh, and the Apple Watch, they're they're pushing it towards a medical market. So it's having it's got all of these new medical features. One of which is a, a feature where it can do a an electrocardiogram, which is something previously that you would have just had done in hospital. And apparently, according to Apple anyway, you couldn't buy a product as a consumer that would do you an electrocardiogram. And now, because you can do that, it takes like 30 seconds. It's the actual process the watch has to do. But loads of people are going to be doing them. So I'm, I'm going to call <laughs> that that's going to increase the rate of heart disease in America because more people are going to be diagnosed with it because they tried it on their watch and it said, you've got such and such cardiac arrhythmia you've got something wrong with you and they might never have known and never got diagnosed and never been treated and probably might might have lived just fine but now they're going to notice because their watch told them that they're ill so more people are going to be ill in inverted commas um i think it's it's also people are going to people are going to do it it's going to tell them you have sinus rhythm and they're going to think that's a bad thing so i'm imagining lots of people are going to go to the er and be like Doctor, I've got sinus rhythm. Help! Like, is so. Th- this is the fingerprint sensor on the digital crown. Is that not the fingerprint? The heartbeat sensor on the digital crown. Yeah, is it's that, a whole right. new electric one. Yeah. So it, it does it does the normal monitoring, but also you can sit there for thirty seconds and it takes all these different proper measurements and can diagnose you with stuff. Apparently. Oh right. Okay. Um, I'm not sure though. I don't know. An actual diagnosis is a. That's different to just taking data, isn't it? Like, because obviously Apple, <laughs> they don't have, I assume they don't employ doctors. Maybe they do, but, um, so I don't know. May, actually making a diagnosis is, I don't know. I'm not sure that's ideal. Well, but. well it's interesting with uh, with the way neural networks are going. A lot of uh, neural networks and that sort of thing are actually uh, better than doctors at reading, especially when it's data like that. Uh, they're quite uh, good at reading yeah. a, a pattern and saying, oh, that pattern looks like a, you know whatever disease you might have yeah uh, but i i assume it's more you can just give the information to your doctor and they'll look at it sure um but it was interesting they said it comes as a pdf and i'm like yeah that makes sense so anyone can open a pdf so the, yeah. the doctor doesn't have to have some special computer <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i must say just looking at the new apple watch like that looks cool how it's kind of more used for medical like purposes but also just the actual watch in general you know it's like it being kind of slimmer and curvier like they've they've increased i don't know it's lust factor for me like oh absolutely yeah i didn't really i wasn't that bothered for one but now i'm like oh actually maybe also it's got haptic feedback in the digital crown so as you turn yeah. it it feels like it i mean that's crazy like yeah um, that would be so cool yeah um, but not not user repairable at all and no, it's like, no. I mean, I not, not it's like, you, like that at some time. point you've got to lose the expectation that they will try and do that. But yeah. it's still not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, but I suppose the, my question about the Apple Watch was uh, whether they'll increase in popularity enough to become like the norm. So at the moment, or you know, we all have smartphones. It used to be you had a phone and then smartphones came out and you'd call them a smartphone and now it's just your phone because all your phones are smart, right? Yeah. But with the, with the watches, 
I don't know. Smartwatches are not the um, the norm at the moment. People have no. them, but they're certainly not the majority. So, do, do you think ever, or how quickly will they become the norm? I think it will it will take decades if it ever happens. I mean, the big thing holding them back is definitely battery life, because mm-hmm. there's there's no replacement for having a watch that you can rely on to be good for months if if not ever if you have one with the sort of mechanism that uses your arm movement to sort of recharge itself like if you have a watch like that you never have to worry about it whereas obviously an apple watch has like an all-day battery life but that isn't good enough really like at all You, you want it unless it can last like a month it isn't a replacement so until they have that and i mean there are people trying to do do things like that i can't remember which one it is but there's some company, I think it's a regular watch company, uh, has made a smartwatch that does smartwatch things. But then when your smartwatch dies, the screen just goes clear and it's got a normal watch underneath. So it always oh, tells wow. the okay. time. Yeah. It always is a normal watch and it's just smart sometimes. Which I think mm-hmm. that will sort probably become a lot more yeah. prevalent. I mean, watches are expensive enough that they can afford to put jazzy stuff in there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But I suppose that's the thing with watches, though, is that so quite a lot of people just don't wear a watch at all. Um, so I don't know whether they're an easier or a harder sell, actually, for smartwatches, because you almost think, like, that's, like, wrist real estate that's not being used. <laughs> it's like, could, you know, are they an easier sell? I don't know. But then there's pe- lots of people that do wear watches that are, like, £10 from Topshop or all that kind of, you know, like, like yeah, cheap, it's a utility watch. Yeah, it just it tells the time. It, it's a you know it's a quartz movement, so it just hmm. ticks along with a quartz crystal. Uh, has to have to replace the battery every three years or something. Yeah. And so those kind of people thinking the thought of spending probably what's an Apple Watch three hundred quid, four hundred quid. Yeah, that's, um, it's, a, it's an investment. It's a lot of money. Yeah. The uh, it's interesting though. That you, you say you know that the battery will last three years. The watch might not last three years. I mean, if yeah, you spent true. ten quid on it, like. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a fairly simple movement. Um, yeah, that's the kind of thing I was thinking. I reckon smartwatches probably won't become widespread, like in the same way smartphones have, just because people. I think it, it's harder for people to justify the price. Um, oh no, I absolutely agree. I mean, really, all a smartphone, all a smartwatch is doing is uh, replicating a lot of the functions of your phone. Exactly. So yeah. it's unless you're really active or you have some condition where you need to monitor something on your heart it's probably not going to be worth it but i can see medical companies especially in america the insurers uh being more eager to sell you one with your insurance so i reckon that's i reckon that's where where apple's trying to go but i doubt i doubt we'll get anything like that here on the nhs i mean obviously they won't give you an apple watch but i also can't imagine them really integrating much with that no probably not so yeah. would you uh, would you buy one? Uh, probably not yet. Would, I, you, I'd, uh, would you wear one? Yes, I'd wear one definitely. Okay, but you which wouldn't. You wouldn't it's you it's a lot of money. money. I could I could. There's so much. It's opportunity cost again. You know, there's so much else yeah. I could spend four hundred quid on. Yeah, I'm just looking. Yes, it's about it's three hundred ninety nine quid for the new uh, the new Apple Watch. Yeah, it does look nice. It's, I mean, the screen's got bigger, and that was like a big problem. I think yeah. it was weird that it was this lovely rounded thing 
with kind of a little square screen in the middle. The whole thing looks a bit more round now. It's still a square shape, but it yeah. kind of looks less like you've just got an iPhone 3G strapped to mm. your wrist. It's more yeah. like a more watch kind of shaped. It's thinner as well, which I think is that's a big that's a big thing with the uh, yeah absolutely. Apple watch. I mean, it was a thick. It was a chunk, wasn't it? It was a chunky thing. Yeah, I've, I've still never tried one on. I've gone and played with it in the Apple Store, but I've never had it on my wrist. So I might I've, go and try actually try this new one on. Uh, I've worn a few times uh, the is it thirty eight millimeter was the smaller one. Yeah, because uh, my brother had one and then he kind of stopped wearing it, so I like started wearing it for a bit. But thirty eight millimeters is not that big. Like my wrists aren't huge, but obviously I'm a I'm a man and I'm not like a, <laughs> I'm not a small man, so. Yeah, um, you you, so, you do you can get away with a sizable watch. I mean, yeah. The uh, yeah. I was I was in an Uber last night, and the the guy the watch it was a round watch, you know, a proper proper watch. It was like the width of his wrist. I was oh, like, it's, it's awful. that's awful. insane. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of the the, the watch equivalent of those round uh, milk bottom milk bottle bottom glasses. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, I was, it's kind of weird with watches because it seems like some of the first usage of like wristwatches was in the Boer War, right? So that's yeah. late 19th century. Mm. And you think they're still about now you know, yeah. being worn by many people. And it's like there are few technologies that we're using in that same kind of form you know, that haven't changed that much. Wristwatches haven't really changed. You know, they've improved the mechanisms. They're more accurate. They're tougher. They're waterproof, etc. But like in essence it's still you know the same little like cogs ticking around to tell the time yeah. it's crazy that, that we're still using it you know 130 years later whatever it will be i find it crazy that they've uh, we've come up with like a quartz crystal and really incredibly incredibly accurate finite like timing systems and they work that that those the incredibly accurate almost never has to change the battery systems yeah. Are on the cheaper watches, <laughs> and the expensive watches have an actually less accurate <laughs> system. That yeah. are just it's yeah, well, obviously I mean, really so complicated and really special, and you might never have to to uh, replace the battery in that. But it's a, yeah. it's it's amazing that that's that that sort of it's it's almost backwards. Yeah, I mean, you know? people still talk about now like the in in the eighties there was like a a quartz crisis where yeah. all the Swiss made brands that had you know, been a Rolex, Omega, whatever, that have been around for ages. They were being real, really challenged by all these new quartz movements just because they were so cheap. Like, you could just pump them out. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know, the way a quartz thing works is, like, uses the piezoelectric effect. So you, when you can, you can just put current through a quartz crystal and it will vibrate, like, kind of... Um, what do they call it? You know, when it, like, expands and contracts... Is that, oh, is that, is that, well, that is the piezoelectric, the piezoelectric effect. effect. I don't know what you you call it, but then and it also works the other way around that it will give out a current uh, when it's doing that as well. So that they use that because that fluctuation in the quartz crystal has a you know some sort of specific timing. So then basically you can use that to then just turn the hands and they just mm. have one tick every second because obviously every tick uses a a bit of the battery. So you could have yeah. a really smooth. Um, Secondhand, yeah. like you have on an automatic uh, in quartz, but your battery would last a month rather than three years. So I would take that though. I do love a smooth movement. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's some other brands like uh, Grand Seiko. They kind of do like a, I think they do like a combination of the two. Um, yeah, like like quartz and mechanical, and that um, 
that gives you really really smooth like even smoother than you know i don't know a rolex or something it's an odd thing though it occurred to me the other day because i was uh i was walking around and my phone had died and i don't i don't wear a watch generally from day to day so i was faced with the problem of trying to find out what time it was without using my watch without having a watch and without just looking at my phone which is my standard if i need to know what time it is um and I was in central London. I wasn't somewhere really far flung, you know, in the in the middle of the countryside. Obviously, I'd have had no hope. But I was in central London, and mm. it, so it you'd occurred hope there'd to be me, a sort of you'd ho- clock exactly, somewhere. you'd hope there'd be clocks everywhere. But they seem to all have gone. <laughs> like, yeah. Or, yeah. I was walk, I was walking for ten, fifteen minutes, uh, and I didn't, I didn't see a single clock. <laughs> it wasn't oh. until I went on the tube, you know, there's there's clocks on all of the. Uh, um, notice boards, but yeah, just on the street, I, there was a surprising lack of clocks. It's it's something that never occurs to you. It's like an, a necessity that only occurs when you know your phone dies. Yeah. Really. Well, I suppose that's why a lot of people don't wear watches in general is because your phone tells the time perfectly. It's quite liberating though when your phone dies. I like that. Yeah, that feeling. It's uh, you just it's like you have to fend for yourself in an odd way. Yeah, I can't like just... there's no responsibilities anymore. It's just yeah. No one, no can, one get can get to hold you. of you. It's like, you bit just... like being on a plane. Yeah. Although that's going to end. I mean, they uh, all, all the flights I've taken recently, that you, you're allowed to use your phone. Like, you're not allowed to call people. It's got to be on airplane mode, but you're allowed to use it on takeoff and landing. And yeah. some some planes, you can just use your phone all the time. Yeah. I think I think the new Airbus on some carriers, I think they just let you use your phone because wow. it's. Uh, I mean, it's been shielded for years, but it's only now they're starting to actually allow the sort of tests that you can do to say, actually, yeah, this plane is completely safe from phone signals. No, nothing you can do with the phone is going to cause any uh, problems for the plane. At which point, why not? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it took, but the airline industry is obviously slow because they, mm. you know, their concern is safety, but also their concern is to be seen to be caring about safety. Oh, absolutely. So, so even jet 2 now you you can't or at least most of the flights i've gone on with jet 2 you can't really use your phone on the takeoff and landing um mm. maybe maybe i've been on a couple but generally you've not been able to whereas ryanair you've for ages you've been able to use your phone on takeoff and landing providing it's in airplane mode obviously yeah so it's like such a behind the times kind of thing like iphones have had airplane mode for so long yeah it turns it into just an ipod yet it used to be the rule that you had to turn your phone off and couldn't use it the yeah. whole flight, so I know that's. I takes, mean, that's mad. Takes time. It's it's a good one. It's a good case study though. The airline industry, because it's unlike any other industry. There's the whole like global governance of the the safety and regulation that you can fly a plane into Dubai and they have exactly the same rules on safety and security that you do in another country because it's. Uh, a whole unified system that you just you just don't really get that in many other industries. It's quite impressive. Yeah, it's true. Thinking about it, actually, the uh, the mobile phone market is obviously unified, which means the mobile phone sales is obviously unified, and that's quite an interesting uh, way of uh, if if we go back to Apple for a second, uh, we can maybe make a prediction on how we think the the, the landscape of the mobile phone market is going to change in the future. And that might be quite an interesting one. So I've, I've got a graph up here, which, uh, which is from 2009 onwards, 
it's the uh, the share in sales of uh, of different phone operating systems so back in back in the first quarter of 2009 the leader by a long way with uh, just under 50% of the whole the entire share was Symbian which is Nokia's mobile operating oh, system right. which has obviously descended to zero uh, just before 20 just before 2013 or before the end of 2013 mm-hmm. yeah because obviously um, that was two years after the iPhone came out then wasn't it, it came yeah in 2007 so you think a lot of people then did not have them yeah and interestingly looking at this uh, the iOS market share has been at about the same level it's always hovered around 20 percent although there's definite I could, I've got quarter by quarter information and like the quarter after they release the new phone, there's always an uptick. Yeah. A little thing. Um, is that, also, sorry, <clears throat> they have 20% market share? Yeah, of, of sales. Still. 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 Well, yeah, it, it's up and down. Yeah. If they have 20%, then 80% of people use something that isn't an iPhone. What what people is this? This is like, global. global. So, okay. so this is, I assume, taking into account emerging markets. And that's mm-hmm. quite apparent on here is you, you can see the... Uh, Obviously, the uh, the Apple is up and down around twenty percent. So that's like twenty percent of smartphones bought in that quarter were iPhones. Like even the feature phones now, the the, the tiny little phones that you buy for next to nothing. A lot of them are Android. Uh, yeah. Even really old versions, and that's more or less what most people are using in emerging markets like India. So. Yeah, well, because I it's can see that. Because I've just looked at some stats. Because I didn't believe that in like um, America it would be anywhere. It would be oh no, it wouldn't be close to that. No. So I've looked it up, and it's it's about forty five percent of Americans have iPhones. Yeah. Um, and then about fifty five percent have Android, right? Yeah. So with with a negligible amount of using Microsoft or BlackBerry. So I suppose that that shows really the the big difference in Americans. You know, the West usage of iPhones compared to uh, I guess in the east, in Asia, mm. they obviously have a much larger proportion of Android users. If they, yeah. if, it's, if, I think if in the I, world average is only twenty percent iPhone users, mm. I, th- I think that's uh, it's got a lot to do with uh, the the companies in in those countries. I think India has a lot of homegrown smartphone makers that only obviously can use Android, right? Um, and it's it's interesting. I've, I've got I've got another set of stats here, which is the. Uh, the global oh no this is the united kingdom actually um mobile operating market share but uh, they've worked it out from like whenever you go on a website it tracks which browser you're using so this right. has worked out from the browser which uh which phone you're using and the um the over the overriding one is chrome yeah worldwide chrome is the most popular mobile mobile browser by a long way which uh mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't put safari in very good light yeah but i suppose like when you think iphone users most people use safari yeah. but then some people are going to use chrome whereas no one mm. on android uses safari no that's so true. i guess that's just the way it's uh that's the way it's going to work out but mm. i suppose the, the difference though when you think got to think about that is that ios is made by one company on one set of devices whereas android could be on anything so yeah. you, so if you split the the revenue between all the different companies that make Android phones, Samsung, HTC, is it OnePlus or is it going to be One? OnePlus, whatever. Yeah. But if so, actually, it's crazy that Apple themselves have such a big market share in general. You know, forty five percent of Americans, all of their their phone purchases 
is just going straight to Apple. You know, it's mm. not being split between those different companies. Yeah, um, it's a big beast. And yeah, I guess it, you're it, thinking, you know, whether 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 it'll ever fall, whether it'll remain um, how it is, whether it'll increase, or whether it'll ever, and whether someone else is going to come in there and disrupt the market. Or well, I, I think uh, it's it's been a long time since we've had an Apple launch that wasn't preempted by leaks and that we actually didn't know what was going to come out like most most of the time most of the apple events back in the day i feel like when the iphone 4 came out we had no idea what it was going to look like that was completely new and yeah. sort of not gobsmacking but it was it was like wow didn't expect that whereas mm-hmm. now obviously all the parts are manufactured are manufactured in china and uh, everyone talks to each other that by before the new iPhones came out, you could already buy cases and replacement parts and yeah. all I mean, sorts and the the bodies. So you could just see exactly yeah. how it is. And like the new and iPhones that, just come out now, I wouldn't be surprised if within a week or two they're leaking things for the iPhone XI or yeah. eleven or whatever they call <laughs> whatever it. Whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think the the thing the thing that this also means is that it's a lot easier for Chinese companies like Huawei and Xiaomi. Uh, it's a lot easier for them to reverse engineer Apple's components and try and beat them at their own game in, in a way. Um, and it means they can uh, they can market their own phones, which are very similar to Apple's uh, with Android on them, I suppose, or, or they could even start doing their own operating systems. It's not unheard of. It's just, just the way the, uh, the, the market is in China they definitely try and sell more phones in America, so I think that could be a big, a big disruptive influence in the in the yeah. Western market. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess like yeah, Huawei came out of nowhere, didn't they? Mm. Really, um, but that's how you disrupt the market is you just just make good phones, like yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, I, I had a go on someone's Huawei P20 Pro, uh, and the camera on that is incredible. It doesn't do uh, 4K 50 FPS, which is pretty much the only reason I got my phone and uh, like the only re- like the only two phones that do that are the Samsung S9 and the iPhone X or well, I suppose all the new ones probably do um, but uh, this phone I had to go on had four cameras it had like a black and white camera uh, two different like focal lengths and then another camera for something else I'm just like that's it's insane yeah <laughs> i suppose but that's just what comes with just you can they have all the components at their fingertips they can just play about because the um the chip the uh the snapdragon the most recent snapdragon processor that most of the android phones have the flagships can actually support 32 cameras <laughs> which is ridiculous but does that mean we're going to get a phone with 32 cameras one day like, who knows i mean that would maybe be a bit excessive <laughs> but i i could see it coming out you know Coming out of China, maybe someone doing yeah. that. Um, Why not? They have, they have the advantage of they don't need to have a really like minimalist and clean uh, product line. I mean, Apple kind of don't really anymore, but still, <laughs> yeah. Apple try to make they make a product and they just kind of go with it, and you either like yeah. it and you buy it, partly maybe because you're stuck in the ecosystem, or well, you yeah. just don't buy it. Whereas like with like Huawei and stuff, they can just make whatever you know. They can try things, and then if then hopefully they can gain, gain some traction doing that. Um, so they've kind of got that advantage of because they're not market leaders, they can experiment, uh, which Apple has, has lost, I'd say. Oh, definitely. I, but I, at the same time, I've, I think 
because they have every, all of these people stuck in their ecosystem, I do think they have a good test bed and they have um, they have a, an audience that will basically buy anything that they make. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm not sure the HomePod would have sold as well as I imagine it has. Um, yeah. Because, I, I mean, that's really expensive. Honest, I forgot that existed. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they were just so insignificant. Like, I, I get it's good, right? And it must sound good and whatever, but 350 quid is a lot. Buy a Google Home Mini or a Alexa Dot for yeah. um, like thirty-five quid when they go on sale, and then you've got another three hundred quid to spend on a set of speakers. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna sound better than than a HomePod, yeah. most likely. Anyway, um, they, they they announced on the uh, the keynote the other day as well that you can now pair two uh, two HomePods next to each other in a stereo pair. Apparently, that yeah. sounds even better. <laughs> Yeah, again, I mean that's that's seven hundred, you know, yeah, seven hundred quid, isn't it? A worth of worth of HomePods. That's speaker, that's yeah. a serious serious system. Because the problem with getting into the audio market is that audio hasn't really changed. Like seventies people's hi fi systems were basically as good as they are nowadays. You yeah. Know, um, maybe things have got a tad cheaper, but like you can't in audio you can't replace size. Like the size of a speaker and um, it's like tweeter and it's woofer and whatever tells you how good the speaker is and there's no substitute for that really i know apple are kind of trying with their sensor you know because it does it kind of sense where you are in the room and, uh, yeah i think and i think it, it does measure it. the room yeah yeah but like there is really no replacement for just speaker size and all of that oh so yeah i mean you just don't get the same gets you gets a, a pretty insane set of speakers yeah um, you, I mean, you absolutely don't get the same dynamic range out of a, a small a small speaker on any device just it's the nature of its physics <laughs> yeah yeah i mean from a from a apple point of view from a you know a company point of view bringing out the home pod is a good idea because i like it's only it, people are going to buy it because people get stuck in the apple ecosystem people worship apple you know people are going to buy whatever they come out with like yeah. when AirPods first came out, we're like, "Oh, it's just ridiculous! Like, <laughs> what a stupid idea! We we'll just yeah. lose them, I whatever." But actually, right they're really popular, um, and I think I've probably changed my mind on them, where I'd consider actually buying them. Whereas when they first came out, I thought they were ridiculous and all of that. So, I guess yeah. Apple can just just do that. Um, it's 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 an interesting thinking about it as well. Is uh, I think that's somewhere Google has maybe not shot themselves in the foot, but. It's uh, it, it's it's something they don't really have as much of a hold over people the way Apple do, because uh, it's just occurred to me that uh, Google also brought out like AirPods, but they uh, they they were connected by a little string, so they weren't completely separate. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they I mean they still made like wireless headphones in that same product category, but I didn't, despite being sort of a Google, I'm in the Google ecosystem. I have a you know an Android phone. Uh, despite that, I didn't go for their offering. I went for some cheap Chinese one because <laughs> I don't really, you know, care. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and... I think it's just because of the uh, the way Ap- Apple kind of offer everything up. You know, with these AirPods, um, you know, they have that chip in them, don't they? That that syncs with your iPhone just by having it near it, and you yeah. can change between devices really, really easily. Like what devices they're connected to. So it means that if you are in the Apple ecosystem, it, it, they're just the better choice. Whereas with the Google ones. There's no advantage to you using those Google ones compared to, you know, the cheap Chinese ones, apart mm. from maybe a bit of sound quality, you don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's an odd one with the ecosystem, now I'm thinking about it, because uh, there's something that Apple announced, I think it was called, 
shortcuts, uh, which obviously not an original name, but the, uh, the the general gist of what shortcuts does is that it, it allows you to put a few tasks together, a few things that Siri can do, so that you can ask Siri to do something and it will sort of run off this series uh, of events if this then that exactly um which which they've had to do because if this then that just won't work with any apple ecosystem things at all because it's all closed apis it all is completely contained within apple within your little apple bubble so you can't you can't really interface with it at all so it, it means that apple is having to build that functionality themselves whereas the the thing I do love about Google and uh, the sort of Android ecosystem is it's so open mm-hmm. that I can use if this then that or something. Yeah, I mean, if anyone doesn't know, if this then that is basically an application where you can you can t- it's a logic thing. You can basically tell it something. If this if this happens, then do that as in do something else. So you can say something like Alexa, make it blue, and then you could connect that with your with your lights in your in your room so that that the that bit can be making the lights blue and so you can set up custom custom processes yeah that that's something i really want in in my flight i really want some uh some sort of hue lights and then i want yeah i want them to go blue when i get a facebook message that would be that would be pretty yeah that'd I mean, be pretty cool doable um, <laughs> yeah just the problem that like i find with alexa is that she just talks too much so we, when we were setting up our queue, we were having a few problems with it. So we, so I just, we were changing the lights uh, on queue with Alexa, like talking to her saying, can you make it blue or whatever. Um, so I was trying to set it up with if this, then that, because that seems like a workaround. But the, but the problem is that she was like, changing the lights to blue via if this, then that. And it was like, that's just too long. Just do it. Don't tell me, just do it. Yeah, I, I do think that's something that will improve as uh, as the, the actual voice recognition improves, because I think... It, they tend to repeat back to you what you told them to do because it's it's not reliable enough that it just works every time. Yeah. So then repeating it back to you gives an, an option for you to be like, no, that's not what I said. Don't do that. But like with songs, you know, if, if you say you ask them to play a song uh, and, sh- and she misheards, misheards it and plays a different song, she still plays it. It's not like a yeah. confirmation. The only mm. thing I, I think you need a confirmation for is if you've got it set up with your messages or maybe phone calls because if you're yeah. like Alexa send a message to mum saying um, you know I love you and she hears something like I want to kill you then that's, that's not going to be great <laughs> that's, a, that's a problem um, <laughs> so that needs confirmation but you know to put a song on just say okay and play the song because even if you hear the wrong song you still play it anyway yeah I don't know do, but, do you know if it's different with the the ones that have screens on them because I know the, uh, the the new Alexa there's, there's a little I can't remember what they call it it's yeah, like, it's the, like the a little ball show. yeah the Echo yeah there's a few of them the, now but yeah the Echo shows the bigger one actually yeah but, I know there's one that, yeah there's, there's ones with screens on them now so I assume the screen could yeah. just be the confirmation which would be nice we won't assault yeah, our eardrums I don't know I don't know because I've only had I've only used Echo Dots I mean I have like we have like three or four hmm. um, just kind of well it's, it's, house, it's a good deal I I I, I want to do Google ones because I'm in the Google ecosystem and got a Google yeah. Google compliant TV and all that. So I, I would in my flat I would try and get Google ones, but I don't think my uh, flatmates just, are just really happy about the idea of having yeah. it listening all the time. So I mean, that's fair enough. It's not my flat. Well, but the difference I think with the Google one is that because it doesn't have an audio jack, you have to buy a uh, 
the audio Google yeah. cast thing, which costs another 30 quid. So suddenly, if it's 50 quid plus 30 quid, that's 80 quid as opposed to 50 quid. Like, when, when yeah. you're spending, when, you, when you're when sp- you only wanting to spend like 50 quid, then an extra 30 quid just to connect it to your sound system is annoying. It is. I, I can't remember which one came out first, uh, the Echo Dot or the Google that, Dot. I thought I it was the Echo. I think it probably was the Amazon Echo, which is yeah. which makes me think: Why didn't they just put a? a, a, a I know because I, I would I would happily <laughs> buy one, well, especially when yeah. they go down to like thirty five quid. I would buy one yeah. a Google one to test it out because I'm not mm. I'm not hundred percent happy with Alexa, and I wouldn't yeah. mind trying Google one as well. But not having a headphone jack kills me because that's what a lot of the time I just use Alexa to connect it to my speakers and turn them into speakers I can control from my phone. Because then I can yeah. just be Alexa connect my phone, and then she'll connect up, and I can just play Spotify from my phone or I can control the Alexa Spotify from my phone or my computer or whatever. So yeah. to not have it connected to my speakers with a cable is stupid. Like yeah. it, it would it defeats the, pretty much the whole purpose for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I I although I think if it if it was me, I I I would be using it more if I did talk to it, it would be an extension of because uh, I do talk to my phone a lot, so it would be an extension of that. And I think the way it's integrated with the like the Android ecosystem is you can say to it, "Oh, set a timer," and then the timer will just be on yeah. your phone. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not sure Alexa can do. I think Alexa no, just has her own so. set of timers inbuilt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's things like that that really appeal to me, and uh, you, you can you can you, know, you can get around it because my the TV that I've got has a Chromecast built in. I think the Google thing is better if you go all in and you have an android phone you have the the chromecasts um in your tvs and speakers then yeah. i think the google system is better because you can really pick and choose where you want to play it and i don't know i'd be interested to know whether this is a feature on whether you can ask your google home to play music on two different speakers at the same time this yeah you can say music yeah it has okay. it, it's uh they were ahead of they were ahead of apple on that because apple's just released with uh uh, what's it called air home or home play or whatever it's called they're sort of yeah. airplay that airplay too yeah uh, that can now do multi-room set it like in sync playback whereas google i think has been able to do that for ages i think you could just say play on all and then your mm-hmm. whole like every google connected speaker in your house will play everything play one song all in sync uh, which would be would be pretty cool <laughs> yeah uh, i mean it's a it's it's now a substitute for a sonar system and you could think oh, yeah, how much absolutely. sonos costs and especially used to cost now yeah. you can get it for really cheap i mean alexa now they have a multi-room thing so it's not quite yeah. the same but you can if you have a alexa connected to your different speakers in different rooms you can then just have them all on a multi-room and then yeah. control the music from one on them all so it's it's, yeah. a, it's a substitute for a sonos system and i remember I th- when we first got sonos you know you had to have those separate controllers that were like yeah you know ipads but with a tiny <laughs> screen and a scroll wheel and to choose oh what God. music you wanted um, those are the days you know, so expensive and having to have those expensive receivers in every room you wanted it whereas now either you know 40 50 quid for an alexa or a similar thing if you want to google 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 yeah. i think i think the thing that excites me most about it is the idea of having a house and having a google just everywhere everywhere i might want to say something so that it works a bit like star trek you never have to like have your phone on you you mm-hmm. can just say in any sort of in any room you can just say hey google do this hey google yeah. play this uh and it'll just do it it's um if if they uh, they had it in one of the adverts if there's more than one of them within earshot of you the nearest one will respond yeah which cool. i thought was cool because it'll be I'm good like, just to not have to worry about 
where the Google Home is in the exactly, room and just know yeah. it's there, know it can hear you and just be able to speak. Yeah. Um, Which I, I do think I do think we're going to get there. I do think we're going to mm. get there in the next five years. I think the, the rate it's going, they, I mean, they, I bet they collect all the data because so you, you, I can go back and listen to it every time I've asked my phone something. So they're definitely collecting that data. Um, so if they're collecting that data, they're definitely using it to machine learn better voice uh, understanding. So, mm-hmm. I'm. I mean, I'm. All, I'm all for that. I don't. I don't tend to talk about like killing people or whatever in my house. So, I'm just yeah. like, yeah. yeah go for if it. they're only <laughs> collecting the data from when you've said, okay, Google, as opposed yeah, to exactly, just all yeah. the time. If they're collecting what you said all the time, that's, that's creepy. That's creepy. But if yeah. if it's what you've just said to, okay, Google. Well, it's Google do that anyway with what you search in your. Yeah, in if your I talk, it's fine. I think if I talk. Oh yeah, I, know, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I feel like I've got it turned off my search bar. Um, just because I don't like it. most of the uh, sort of suggestions it was giving me were just like irrelevant because the the amount I move about I don't end up searching the same things over and over again I sent search different things and it was just suggesting things I'd searched before and I'm like I actually don't care <laughs> like I want my search bar just to be new every time so I turn sure. that off but the, it remembers everything I've asked it you know I can go back and look at all the times I've spoken to it and like listen to the actual recording, which is mad. I assume you can't do that for Siri, and even if you could, I think I've probably said three things to Siri in my life. So, yeah. <laughs> do you not use it for timers and things? Because that's usually when I shout at my phone. Because I, I, if I've got my hands full, I'll just yell. Um, well, the, the the words. I know, <laughs> like, but I don't. We shouldn't have... say we shouldn't say okay Google or hey Google or Alexa because it all will be setting off people's just people's devices. People's phones, yeah. I just did them all. Then, oops, sorry guys. Um, I don't have um, Siri on my phone such that it uh, responds to like hey Siri or something. Really? So, I don't know why. I think it's because when it first came out, it was something you had to turn on, and you right. were told it would drain the battery life and whatever. So oh. I never did, and got into the habit of not doing it. Yeah. And of course, that like isn't there some ridiculous percentage of people use their phone in complete stock, don't even change a setting or something. Yeah. So, it, so it's just almost like the norm that you have to hold down the button to use Siri on an iPhone. Yeah. Like, but, but actually, few people have it on. Hey Siri. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's something uh, Google and Android. I think they've uh, they've just. I think the default is that it's listening. Yeah, and that's um, the difference. And I think so. For me to to we'll do it right now. For me to set a thing on Siri, yeah. if I I've got to hold down my phone, uh, set a timer for two minutes. <laughs> right there we go. Timer started. Right. Yeah. But then if I let me just cancel that. I'm, I'm not now, sure. I'm not sure mine's much quicker than that. And now from my home sc- from my lock screen, I just open my phone. Yeah. And then I can just click on the timer and start it. Started now. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> yeah. it's quick. It was quicker. Yeah. I, I I've got to say I do like it on my phone because it's uh, it's not fantastically accurate if I just yell it at my phone. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't. It won't always pick it up. But when it does, it will unlock my phone. Uh, it it knows my voice. And oh, wow. if, someone, if someone else yells the words at my phone, it won't unlock. But if I'll yell at it, it will, um, which is incredible. I think that's something Google have done really well with their HomePod box thing because it just recognises multiple people. And it's that's kind of, kind of why I want one in the flat is because you that's can, very cool. We can yeah. each have our accounts, and whoever talks to it, it'll respond differently. Yeah. Um, so that's I mean, because HSBC do that. The way you log into your HSBC banking now over the phone is that you say down the phone. 
my oh I can't, I'm not going to say it because in case someone could pretend to be me on my online banking but you say a phrase and that will that's enough to uh, to unlock your to, to, to get you onto your bank account even over the phone which I thought was which I thought was mad but then that did just just then I just noticed that that's a big security flaw because if someone hears me say the words um duh, 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 then that's like <laughs> that's a problem yeah <laughs> you someone someone, someone could just get into my account I can't remember if I have to confirm something else but I think it's just your voice wow yeah that's I'll have to be yeah, very careful scary. when I say the words that will log me into my bank account is it the same yeah. phrase everybody yeah thinking about it it's on the advert so whoever recorded it for the advert is not secure anymore yeah <laughs> they must just have have not be able to use it maybe uh, but I guess my Barclays one just uses a pin code so if someone sees yeah. me putting in a pin code yeah, yeah. <laughs> these things are never perfect yeah, I, 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 it's it's interesting actually that the the how the mentality on passwords and that in general is changing. I love it when my phone can do the job of logging me in with the biometrics and stuff because that's just way more secure. Uh, although someone came out who knows about passwords and said it's a lot more safe if you have a complicated password uh, and write it down in a book in your house. Um, that's fine that's pretty secure because the likelihood of someone robbing you breaking into your house physically and stealing your notepad with your passwords in it that's yeah. much less likely than someone just accessing the company who's holding your password and just yeah, in true. a big dump uh yeah. so you may as well have a strong password and write it down yeah i definitely think that's a prediction to make though i think more and more sites are going to use your biometrics on your phone because that that was that was something that's changed i think since phones have got fingerprint sensors and that in them is that previously companies wanted to put fingerprint sensors on laptops and that sort of thing and you just don't really see that anymore because now your phone's got one and your phone can just talk to everything they can just send a message yeah. to your phone saying verify the identity you can do it and then yeah. that's it you're done you, you know it's like you've got a fingerprint sensor with you at all time yeah, I suppose like so. Yeah, when you're logging into Google, and then you get text on your phone with like a six-digit code. Well, I mine could be like yeah. that, but you could just scan your fingerprint or my, mine now. Face. If I if I try and log into my Google account on a new computer, it comes up and says unlock your phone, and then I unlock my phone, obviously with my face on my fingerprint, and then as my phone unlocks, my account my account unlocks on whatever I'm logging into. And that's the way to do it. That's the way to get people adopted, to make it really easy. Just make it, yeah, exactly. Just just dead easy. Like, people at the end of the day don't want hassle. Yeah, I so. don't. I, it was annoying. A bit. It was a bit annoying when I uh, had to put numbers in. I think to the point where I turned it off, actually. Um, but now, now it's just a matter of unlocking it. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, it is. I suppose it shows that if you make things easy for people, they're going to do it. Uh, and I suppose on that note, see you in the next one.